0: Eye in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Three, two, one. Hello and welcome back, Murder Chronicles Nation. Thank you so much for taking the time to Check in with us today. It means the world to us. Um, my name is Brandon. I produce the show alongside the great Carolyn Osorio. Carolyn, nice to see you as always. How are you today?
0: I'm great. How are you? Nice to see you. I'm enjoying
1: friend. the 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 heat wave. We're under the we're under the heat dome here in the American Southwest. The heat dome has been sitting you, over us for a week.
0: So really, so how hot is it?
1: 97. Hello. No. My friend Margo lives in the desert. It's been 110 consistently for a while. My friend was in Palm Springs over the weekend. It hit 121 in Palm Springs. Yeah. I know, I
0: think I saw something where it was like the hottest, man, are we going to sit here and talk about weather? Oh my gosh, please, put yeah, well, <laughs> us out of our misery. <laughs>
1: right, no, when it's something that, you know, it could.
0: Yeah, it was the hottest on record
1: could determine you know the fate of humanity and we might want to talk about it <laughs> right could be 130 in death valley mm-hmm. that is the hottest place on earth and it's been 128 there before so it's you know it sounds like a lot and it is it's a lot um mm-hmm. but um but yeah anyway do you uh, have
0: ac i, I believe i'm hearing the crickets
1: i do have ac yeah okay I'm very okay. lucky I lived for a long time without it in L- in L.A., which is which is weird, but I, and I don't seem to remember hating it that much. Um, but it's very nice. It's very nice. Having it. Like I never had AC growing up in Jersey in the, in, the, in the northeast. The summers are really hot and really, really humid. I know my parents had a window unit in their bedroom and my brother and I, I guess, just fuck off, suffer. <laughs> was, I, was I guess the attitude in the household? But you were
0: um, kids; you don't need that. You're I guess so. We,
1: we didn't know any better, so yeah. So that was that. Um, so uh, so let's talk about this Canadian murder mystery uh,
0: mm-hmm. and yep. fairly
1: fairly recent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: twenty seventeen. Um, yeah. And w- one of the interesting things that I found right off the bat, which I wrote down, which was the, um, the patent info, like how patents work. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 knew that, you know, there's generic drugs and that, like, I'm not sure how they would do it. And, and I was aware that I, that it existed, but I was also aware that I didn't understand what the legalities of it were in the timeframe and all that. And so you have 18 years, but you really only have 10 is what is what he was saying basically. Because it takes you at least eight years to get through all of the all of the the approval processes that are you know required, thankfully, as they should for these pharmaceuticals. So, you know, I remember in I was watching uh years ago uh the West Wing, and someone was complaining about how drugs are so expensive. The pill costs them 50 cents, and I go, Yeah, but the first one cost two billion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And so that makes sense. So eight years and all of this money, and you have 10 years to make your money back before these vultures come in right So your
0: arms just look like bird of prey
1: and they piggyback on your work and they're allowed to do it yeah it's weird with with art and with literature and stuff it's a hundred years in the until something's public domain and then you Mm -hmm. can you can do whatever you want with it but 18 years on a patent that's that's interesting so i found that super super interesting yeah go ahead
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why I was really excited to talk to Jeffrey, because even though he doesn't know anything about the investigation, I feel like that backstory is really, really important because you could, you really need to understand the the business of it. And, you know, just watching that 60 minute interview and I'm like, you know, it's so hard to get people invested in cases like pharmaceutical stuff because the weeds of it, It's like, you don't want to give the time to understand what's happening. And that's how they get away with whatever they do is because the average person with their, with their jobs and their kids, if they have them and then just living, like, it's so hard to it, you know, dumb that down to the level where it's a soundbite. And I think that he did a good job in like saying, this is what happens.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, this is why we should care.
1: And it was powerful because it also goes to show how someone in that business, can make enemies
0: absolutely
1: really really quickly and why someone would want them killed, right. For operating within the law, you know, Mm -hmm. and there, and there's always been, I mean, you go all the way back to something like, I don't know, something like, like free grazing. Okay. Like that, that practice of, of people just moving their herds across the open prairie. Oh, right. Right. And the free grazing rights was, yeah, you could have, you could feed your cows here. Somebody else's land. But you could do yeah, it. Yeah, that
0: that that was a thing on Yellowstone. That was a Oh really? A, yeah. On the one with um Harrison Ford, where it's like the sheep grazer was like going on to his like his cattle area. And he's right. Like, and you're
1: allowed to do it. Well in you. that
0: and that in that time period, you weren't. So they knew that they weren't supposed to be going on the sacred the land of uh you right. know the, the that family land and they did it anyway and they ended up almost getting anyway. It's like yes, you're not right. it's just
1: so you want to I mean I guess you could call it a loophole but it's not it's the it's what the law is okay but but people who spend all of that blood and treasure to come up with a new pharmaceutical um and then you have you have barely 10 years to make your money back uh mm. I you know I, I wouldn't look too kindly on people just kind of swooping in and standing on my shoulders and 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 making it for a tenth of the, or a 20th of the cost like you still
0: like i mean okay even though this guy separating this guy is being you know the the generic guy Mm -hmm. uh, the you know i i wrote a piece in the huffington post about like epi pens like a decade ago or six years ago or something because my my son um he has a tree nut allergy and it was like they were charging 600 dollars, for this epi pen that you had to have at school and a lot of people you know, it's like your kid's not going to school if you don't have it. So you actually need two, you know, and and so then there was that whole Martin Shrek, that one guy that was just like,
1: really the farmer, bro. Yeah, right.
0: right. So so I think that, like, you know, it's not like the, the people that are making billions of dollars in that 18 years are just like, oh, they deserve everything they get because they do it, too but you can clearly see how this guy coming in and just like, okay, I'm it's my time. But I mean, that's the law, you know?
1: Yeah. And that sets the market basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I have always heard like Canadian pharmaceuticals or go get them down to Mexico. And I thought that it all was a function of, of kind of government uh, regulation, right? It's easier to get them there. And I'm sure that is a, a, a big part of it also, but um. But for like, I had a buddy of mine, a kid, uh, kid, I don't know. He's probably 35 now, but he was, uh, he's diabetic. Like the bad diabetes. I don't know.
0: Type one
1: type one. Okay. Where he's got the, the little, it's about the size of a pager for anyone who's, you know, younger than 50, a pager used to be a way that people communicate with each other before there were cell phones. Um, but it's so, I don't even
0: know what I don't even know what a pager is. What are you talking about?
1: So I'm going it's about it's about the size of an AirPods case. Okay. And it attaches like to your skin and it's constantly was constantly feeding him like micro doses of insulin, like nonstop. And insulin got so expensive in the couple of years that I knew him, um, it, it went up by like 20 times. To to get this life-saving, life-preserving meds.
0: Right. So the generics, you know, could be something where it's like, you know, it really helps people, like in the thing, the example of the EpiPen, where it was like they had the market. There were no generics. You had to use and they had that certain distribution where it's like, you know, that you stick it right in. And so it was like they they had that. And if you're like, what are you going to do? You have no other choices. So I think that, you know, generics definitely have their place. But as it relates to, um, this case, you know, yeah, this guy was hated, you know?
1: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it feeds into a larger discussion about, you know, the virtue of socialized medicine. And if it wasn't, if pharmaceuticals weren't a for-profit industry, okay, if it was completely subsidized by the government, um, Solely with the focus of keeping the tax-paying populace as healthy as possible and alive for as long as possible to pay as much taxes as possible, right? Which, which would contribute to the financial and economic health of a, of a nation. Um, then Boy, we'll we're no... really
0: going to lose people in this.
1: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not advocating for socialism. What I'm saying is something.
0: No, I'm not seeing that. I mean, it's just already. It's, I'm not. It's, it's just
1: interesting. It's interesting to think about. It's it's really, really, really interesting to think about. Um, because what's more important than your health, right? Nothing. And the older I get and all the aches and pains, the more I realize how true that statement is. Okay. And, uh, and so, yeah, that that's, it's, I definitely see a place for the for the generic meds. I definitely do, you know, but then, you know, it, cause I do another show with the, with, with these plastic surgeon docs, it's called forever young, check it out, wherever you get your podcast. Um, and they, um this Ozempic craze is is crazy right now,
0: right? Is because I never heard of it. Ozempic,
1: I th- it's, I think it's, I think now it's supposed to be a diabetes medication, Wagovi, Ozempic, like these meds. But one of the unintended uh side effects is weight loss. Right? You just take this pill and you fucking lose weight. Okay. And so in LA, it's this like wonder drug and these docs are talking about it. Like they see patients come in. I haven't seen them for five, six months and they're down like 50, 60 pounds. It's like, Whoa. And they're like, Ozempic. Now there are like terrible side effects that could affect you. But in the short term, it's like a weight loss drug. But then there are people like I have a friend who had a medical issue and the therapy that she was on to get healthy uh, caused a lot of weight gain. Okay. And so the doctor's like, well, Hey, you're still alive. And it was iffy for a second. And so you'll have to deal with the weight gain and we could now work on getting you back to your, you weight, you know, pre like therapy, whatever. She's like, okay, great. And it was suggested that you take Ozempic and it's like $1,200 a month and insurance doesn't cover it. So it's, it's, you either need it for diabetes or, and you can't afford it or, you're a rich person in LA, and you want a shortcut to losing weight, and so you go on Ozempic.
0: So, was the twelve hundred dollars for Ozempic for the weight loss for her, or was that for what? what yes,
1: it was. How? It it was because it was like like rapid weight gain that was like unhealthy. But it was like you know how like chemo does so much damage, but the benefit outweighs it ravaging your body. It right, was right, like. Right. It was like that kind of a thing, right? Like we'll keep you alive, but you're going to gain a bunch of weight in the process. And let's, let's deal with the big fire first. And then we could put out these other ones later. And so putting out this other fire included Ozempic.
0: But I guess my point is, is that they're, they're now prescribing it for its weight loss benefits, not just a diabetic.
1: No, it's still off label. It's still off label. Like they're not like they say, as a side effect, might include weight gain, like in the commercials, as if it were like a bad thing, right? Like it could be this and you could see weight gain. And if that happens, call your doctor. And people are like, Excuse me? <laughs> Did you say weight loss? I'm on, you know, whatever, that kind of shit. So, um, okay.
0: Okay.
1: Anyway, the pharmaceutical detour was very interesting. Um, so now let's talk about um, I wish I could have seen. And still wish I could, I can see uh, a picture of these sculptures that they had down in the pool room. Because they sound fucking weird.
0: I sent it to you. Where? On the thing yesterday. You
1: didn't send me anything.
0: I did.
1: Text or email?
0: Email. Last night with the link that I sent, or yesterday with the link.
1: I think you're lying to me. I'm not. I, I'm it, not in the same. Oh, you did. Sorry.
0: Oh, my yeah. bad. Cause I'm a liar. Wow. Wow. That
1: that's, that's as. A, that's I sent not, it
0: to you. I sent it to you on your pager.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's smoke signals. It's not as weird as I as I thought it was going to be.
0: Zoom in. Zoom in.
1: It's not as macabre as I thought.
0: I think that when they're in the position of that, that it takes on a whole nother level, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so that was interesting. And it was, um, it was a nice slow, slow burn the way that you structured the episode, which was nice. Okay. You let us know about the guys, how, the, the couple, how long they have been married. You know, I was, I was chilling with the with the housekeeper for a while, like thinking, man, that's a big fucking house for her to clean and blah, blah. blah right. And all that. And then now we switch, we shift focus to the real estate agent. All right. I'm like, she's looking what a five million dollar house. She's looking at what a quarter mil commission. She's super fucking stoked, right? She's I like love getting
0: what? into your head. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> she's like, I got someone on the hook. This is awesome. To the point where
0: You know what's funny? It's because you've been in both scenarios. The housekeeper. Oh yeah. And- The real estate agent getting the big commission. (laughs) That's how you can relate because I can't do. I totally
1: relate. I totally relate. And to the point where, you know, the real estate agent was maybe dismissing some things that were out of place. Like yeah, eh, so they're not home. They're always home. No big deal. I, I'm I've got to close this. I'm closing this house.
0: They wanted- they, they and that's
1: they, the coup de gras she like <laughs> they suffer through the other eleven thousand square feet of the house right like oh another bedroom and a bathroom <laughs> great, great 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 where's the indoor basement pool show me the good stuff okay
0: right the they save the down. best for last save i mean the best for last the, yeah the consummate salesperson, right yeah.
1: and then and then it and then it turned into like and then it turned into like a horror story you know mm-hmm. like uh in those old horror movies from the seventies or eighties, where you open the door and the audience sees the bad guy in the shadows, but the the young coquettish ingenue doesn't see him yet, and she's about to have sex with her boyfriend, which leads to certain death in eighties horror movies, right? So, and we know that someone's there.
0: That isn't that totally true. How the oh, girl yeah. who had sex was the one Absolutely. that got killed first to me. die.
1: Yeah, first I mean, to
0: die. When I found that out, like, I didn't, like, come to that on my own. Like, Uh I didn't, like, wow, there's some, I mean, obviously, psychologically, girls have been taking that in since, you know, out of the womb. Like, oh, yeah, this is what happens to you if you're a bad (laughs) girl. Like, you're going to fucking die. But it
1: became front and center in these horror movies. If you have sex, you die horribly first as a punishment for your sin.
0: (laughs) Are you serious? writing those scripts based on that's the, what they want you to think you're like
1: going back over it now it's 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 funny and it's in and how on the nose and disgusting it is but but you know those scenes i'm talking about right yeah. like just of before course. the light goes off you see the dude You're like ah they're all gonna die and so imagine that indoor pool it's beautiful it's opulent it's gorgeous and then across at the other end you see the owners of the house mm-hmm. kind of sitting there strange posed you had just seen the art and didn't like it Mm -hmm. right like that's not really my taste that's kind of a little fucking weird whatever guys from philly are weird anyway um Mm -hmm. so a philadelphia artist what do you expect but no just kidding philly i love you and then to see them sitting there probably posed very very similarly and you don't know what the fuck's going on that that would freak me
0: and, and i think that the fact that they didn't even walk in is really telling. Like, we tell
1: second. something's so, wrong.
0: We're going to sit here and we're going to look, but we're not going to walk in. You know what I mean? Like, it, I just think it's funny that none of them wanted to walk in there.
1: They all knew something was fucking. I'm sure someone said, Oh, excuse me. You're not supposed to be here when we're showing the house, dipshit. Like, you know
0: the rules. <laughs> but I, mean, no I just find it weird that they didn't walk in not because I'm judging them for not walking in. Cause mm-hmm. I can imagine in that moment, it's kind of like you wouldn't, they weren't expecting it. And then it's like, what do you do? But so they must've looked enough. Cause they, she had even said the real estate had agent had said that she thought that they could have been doing yoga. Right. You know? And so, and and so it's like, really, did you really think that, you know, they're so not. To go,
1: right. So, well, to, to your point, to that point, um, the reporter for the Toronto star, Yes. The, who made sure that we knew it was the largest paper in Canada? Um, he said something that didn't translate in audio. When he goes, he said they were sitting like this and he went into some kind of pose mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't explained oh, how he was. I, oh, so it was back. What Carolyn's doing right now yeah. is she's reclining back in her chair. Mm-hmm. right? Like you're in a chaise lounge or like you're in a dentist's chair or something. Did he yes. go that far back? Yeah.
0: He didn't go that far back, but. He went back and then and then there's the loop of the the so the 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 men's belt kept right. them in place. That's Around, what kept them upright. So
1: the belt didn't go straight back to the wall. The belt must have been attached a little higher up on the
0: wall. It was attached higher to the rail. The yeah, railing. Oh
1: the rail. The, okay.
0: rail. the pool railing.
1: Right. So so the angle <laughs> of their of their reclining was if not a dentist chair, maybe like a barber's chair, like if you're getting a shave. Mm -hmm. yeah okay all right that's weird almost like you're laying out in the sun poolside in your indoor pool
0: i just think that it must have just been like we're out of here
1: right but that reminded me of um you know that's how people kill themselves in prison right yeah so what they would do is you know and, and it's been in some tv shows and stuff but like a towel or a bed sheet or something and then tied on a doorknob behind you and then you just lean it, you put your weight into it. So you're like, you're sitting and you're crouched and that strangles you. Um, so the fact that it it was originally thought to be a murder-suicide, because she had trauma to her face underneath her eyes, someone whacked her in the eye, um, and then he didn't, You know, I could understand why they would think that.
0: I do not understand why they would think that. Because hmm. his jacket was pulled down behind his back so his arms were oh, like, right. and like in a hockey
1: was- like in a hockey fight your arms are disabled in a hockey fight when they pull your jersey over your head so you can't move your arms
0: and, and it's like but it wasn't it, it was yeah so they couldn't move their arms but then on right. top of that once they did the autopsy the first autopsy they could see that the the ropes they'd both been tied where mm. were the ropes they were gone right the the ligature. They knew that it wasn't the belt; that it was something else.
1: Oh, right. But that
0: was just that was just a piece of material to keep them in that pose.
1: Posing like they were doing a, a window at Macy's, right? Right, <laughs> like, like superposing them.
0: That yeah. I mean, so how could he have done that? If, if the rope should have been there, and if they weren't there, why would he take them away? So you're
1: saying the rope is like the murder weapon was missing.
0: I am saying I don't know what the murder weapon was, but gotcha. there were ropes around. They there there was evidence that their hands had been tied by rope, and the rope gotcha. was not there, according to Kevin uh, Donovan. So and then as far as the the belt was there, but whatever strangled them was not there. It was not the belt.
1: Hmm. Mm. That's interesting. And this and this guy, the the author um, who scored the interview after after Homeboy got got knocked around by Leslie Stahl. He wanted a nice soft landing, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was a great clip. Leslie Stahl does not give a fuck. She's great. Yeah. it yeah. is great. No,
0: it was a really well, We have a
1: letter. Well, let me read it. Okay. Well, I know uh, you I mean, are.
0: I had, to, I, I had to stop myself from adding more because if your comment last a couple of weeks ago when you're like, "You sure were given lots of props to this podcaster, carolyn Well, yeah. I like, and I was like, "You
1: did, but
0: What? Okay.
1: Okay, well, all right. Uh, restraint is the what is the Uh, I forget the phrase, but, um, it was, it was was interesting to hear him on the hot seat like that. Like, and I wasn't aware of how big time this guy was. I mean, to be on 60 minutes, even, even in the negative means you've, you've, you've done some shit. Like you've done some business. You've made some, you've made your mark in a, in a, in a huge industry. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and he had his goons and he had his lawyers and he had his whatever. Um, and, uh,
0: and she had a she refuted everything that he yeah. said
1: yeah and she had the receipts which is the thing
0: i mean which is she great. Even had the tape of yeah. the guy the EP leaving a threatening message on well threatening yeah. to sue message of this doctor who's just trying to be like hey i don't want my patients to die okay yeah. Yeah. and they're like uh, you know um so it it was pretty intense and uh and then at the end he thought that they were you know, he was basically like you know, people do this with so like oh, this is off the record. You know, when you're not, but but he, but it wasn't off the record because he knew that the tape, was, they put in a new tape right. and basically it was rolling. And then this is the part that I didn't include was like, yeah, and he's he said, yeah, you know, she's she's nuts, and she's she's like Leslie Stalls, like you're you're doing it right now. You're you're totally undermining her credibility by yeah. saying these. Like, well, I was just, you know, this just shows how upset I am, you know. And it's like, listen, pal. I mean, she's, she's like, we're not your pals. Okay. We're reporters. Yeah. And so it was just a real, like, I don't know if that was, I think that might've been aired actually. Yeah. Cause it was in the segment. So they did air that. Um, So yeah, he had a lot of uh, damage control to, to do, um, with that interview.
1: And then on the flip side, there were these massive philanthropists giving away hundreds of millions of dollars to causes across Canada, uh, but I, you summed him up really, really nicely. Like he he loved to make money and he loved to give it away. But that first part, loving to make money, I mean, that is that is a drive, that is an ambition, that is you know, a lot of ego involved with that, and and a lot of confidence and a lot of "I'm smarter than you" involved in that, and 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 a certain degree of 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 eh, not really treachery, but of of I'll I'll do what it takes kind of stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. There was a definitely like a duality to this guy that I wasn't really kind of tracking. And I tried to um, understand it a little bit more with with Jeffrey, because obviously he'd met him. And I didn't like, you know, all these kind of dodgy businesses that he was involved in. You know, there's this it seems like on the one hand, he's got this billion dollar business. He's the. Pharmaceutical, you know, giant. Yeah. And then he's doing these like side, like, let's start a brewery or something with this yeah, other, like a movie yeah. producer. And- Jeffrey
1: said it. Jeffrey's the DiCaprio body double, right? That's Jeffrey. Okay. He said it. He summed it up nice. I, I think it's maybe a little heavy handed, but but I know what he was getting at when he goes, that's, that's like mob stuff, right? Mobsters are like, oh, sure, I'll invest in your little business as long as you keep doing what I need you to do for me because mm-hmm. what you do for me on the side is worth a hell of a lot more than whatever I'm going to invest in your little shitty side business. So these businesses that this guy was investing in, he obviously was doing other things with these people right mm-hmm. That were a lot more valuable to him. And so that, that's, that's like a little, it's a little mob empire kind of up in Canada, the, the, the nice way of doing it because they're Canadian. So it's nicer. They're not breaking legs or, you know, or burning buildings down or anything, but um but so uh, I, I'm I'm interested in season and see, sorry in part two, um, I don't know if they if I'm going to learn more about his wife or if she was just a uh, collateral damage and she liked being a rich socialite and doing shit, which is great. More power to her. I wish I could do that. Um, and uh,
0: so would you really want to do that?
1: Yeah, I probably would. That'd be great.
0: <laughs> What's part of it? That'd be great. But just when you go to like parties, do you love going to parties and just? No, to, like... I hate
1: going to parties because uh, I hate going to parties. <laughs>
0: Okay. So I, that's why I'm like, I can't even see you doing that. But like, I don't have, I if, like if you said, all right. Bringing my like campaign from a flute and like holding right. an order. I mean, really? If it was
1: different. If it was like, if you're like, okay, Brandon, you're, you have a billion dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. And go be a socialite for like five years. And, and, and make as many people's lives better as you can, that would be different. I'd go to parties and I'd find interesting people that have good ideas for businesses or that are maybe, you know, jammed up and are in a lot of trouble and need help and they are afraid to tell anybody and be like a little, like a little soup like a little money superhero and fly under the radar. That'd be fucking great. I'd go to parties all the time to do that. But now no
0: business, you can't go to those parties you have to go to the ones that she went to if you um, wanted to Tony Sherman could you do it nah, I would
1: no nah, I wouldn't okay, do it
0: okay okay
1: okay it doesn't sound fun I don't like going out like that I don't I just don't like being in crowds crowds could turn on you in a second I don't trust crowds uh <laughs> I'd rather just I'd rather just be home with my with my wife and kids that's all um but so um So it took a minute for the investigation to to get wise to the fact that it was a double homicide, like about how long before they abandoned the murder suicide thing?
0: Well, we'll get into that next week, but it was basically six weeks and it wasn't by necessarily their choice. It was through the reporting of uh, Kevin and kind of what would be uncovered after the second autopsy that, um, you know, would kind of move that forward. And, and that's, that's the real amazing thing about this case is that this investigative reporting that he did, it's, it's why this type of reporting is so important. No, important. We have a free press right there. That's great. Absolutely. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of that in the next episode. And um, so, so real quick,
1: any of his four kids following his footsteps in the business? Did they like take over they, when
0: they, 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 they sold that business.
1: Apotex or whatever it's called. Yeah. Sold it to who? To to or whom? Another Um, Canadian company?
0: Probably some monster pharmaceutical company. I'm just totally guessing. But yeah, they didn't, they they were like, we want the money.
1: A lot of kids I graduated high school with went in the pharmaceutical business. It's huge in New Jersey, especially Central Jersey. There are massive pharmaceutical plants, manufacturing plants, marketing firms. Like everybody became pharmaceutical reps. A bunch of them got rich off Viagra and you know uh, but you you mentioned something earlier about um about how no one ever really no one ever really cared about how it worked about how the pharmaceutical industry worked and all this um i have a friend who produced the show uh dope sick for hulu um and and i was on that side of the fence until i see dope sick and i realize at least with this one company the one company that produced oxycontin um how just yeah. according to the show how just evil and devastatingly just deceptive they were with regard to that drug and how it was marketed and it was stuff where I'm like holy shit I didn't even realize that it had that it had seeped into my own life what shit that they did like cuz you know I went through a, a couple of unfortunate years with accidents and surgeries okay so I was in hospitals a lot and you're in a room and you're like all right what's your pain like now look at this chart and it goes from a smiling dude all the way through to like a, right and just little faces and that's from this pharmaceutical company that was part of their marketing shit to give doctors like here anything anything above this facial expression I prescribe them ungodly amounts of oxycontin right and so that was it was a it wasn't something that the hospital came up with to judge my pain it was a marketing tool from a pharmaceutical company that's in every fucking emergency room in the United States.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's a real problem. I mean I, I mean as an understatement, I mean that I, that whole oxycontin thing is.
1: Did you is- watch the show? Did you- I didn't
0: because stuff like that, like I, I feel I I I feel like I can see what's happening, you know, on the streets of Seattle. Any you know, just people that you know, like it has affected so many people. I think and- it's 10
1: episodes. It might be eight episodes, but there's something. Sorry to interrupt you. There was one part of it. where I didn't, I, I said, there's no fucking way that this is true. I had to call my buddy and he goes, no, it's, we have to, we have the transcripts. So the the, 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 manufacturer went through all of this, all of this shit. They did so many things with like getting the FDA to say that, you know, not putting this warning label saying that it's not addictive when it obviously was And, and it gets all the way to the point where they're in court and they hire this expert um, to refute the withdrawal symptoms claim that all of these people were giving them that like, it's like, it's tantamount to like, it's worse than, than, than cold turkey kicking heroin, like your body, because it rewires your brain to need it. Okay. And that it's such a dangerous and, and awful and painful withdrawal episodes that you go through that last for a really long time. And this company had the balls to get up in open court and to have an expert say, well, in our estimation, the best way to combat the withdrawal symptoms is to take more of the drug. And then those symptoms will be alleviated. And they said with a straight face, with a straight face, that's how you combat it, by taking more and more and more and more and more. And they- so, you know, it,
0: I don't know if you watched that movie with, um. oh gosh, who's the actor that plays Hulk? I'm forgetting what his name is. Mark Ruffalo, yes. who Mark I love. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo's Ruffalo's Ruffalo, it's great, yeah. Well, he did an environmental movie and I can't remember what the name is, but it, it's about Teflon. It's basically these types of cases where it's like, it is so crazy what it, what it takes to get these into court and then to go against these high powered attorneys who flip things around and manipulate. And, and it's, it's so tough to take because it's like, this is how this stuff happens. And it happens all the time, you know, every case that isn't brought to the surface, you know, think of all the, whether it's environmentalism, if it's drugs, if it's, you know, people in jail that shouldn't be like, it's just hard to, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's hard to watch these things because it's like, it gets you out of that, out of your bubble that you're in. But then you think, well, what can I do? How right. can I, how can I change this? How can I help? And it's like, I don't know what the answer is. So either. Uh, it's
1: it's it's because it's, it's like you're fighting against an army, right? An army absolutely. of, of salespeople who are incentivized to sell more Oxycontin to doctors who are incentivized to prescribe more Oxycontin, right? Um, shareholders, you know, who are, who are thirsty. Right. And just want that money. It's, it's. ah. And
0: you don't even like, I've had two C-sections and, and both times, like, you know, they, that's one of the things that they, that they give you is, you Mm. know, you know, pills of the, and I just was like, you know what? I, I've had, I've heard too much about this. Like, I'd rather just kind of, you know, put the, the something in my mouth and my teeth and grit, grit the pain because I don't want to become addicted because I do have, an addictive personality and it's like you know that's kind of how you slide into that
1: yep that was a huge part of the television <laughs> show it focused on michael keaton playing a small town Doctor in coal country who was dealing with a lot of coal miners with bad backs and chronic pain and blah, blah, blah. And he starts prescribing this oxycontin and he's like too good to be true. What are you talking about? It's not addictive. Nope. It's great. And it's this and it's and it's released slowly over 12 hours and like all of this kind of stuff. If they happen to wake up in the middle of the night, that's called breakthrough pain and they just need to take another dose. Like it was all of these, these, these like colloquialisms that the company came up with to tell the sales reps to tell the doctors to tell the patients. So it sounded all like legit. And so Keaton is this doctor who's just prescribing all of this and seeing all of these great things. But there's a little itch in the back of his mind that something isn't right. And then completely unrelated, he gets in a car accident out of away from home. And he's like somewhere near Philly and he and he has to go to the doctor. And the doctor's like, What's your pain level? Like, oh, it says, okay. Well, I'll start you at like four, I don't know, making it up, 40 milligrams of oxy. He goes, well that's a that's a large dose i'm a physician and they usually start with 20. he goes well with where your pain's at on this chart right like he becomes right what he's at and, and and you see him just for a second like i don't think i should do it but he did and he becomes hopelessly fucking addicted and just explodes his entire life and and it's such a sad fucking cautionary tale and it was done so well if anybody hasn't seen dope sick you should go see it
0: well, and one last thing. You know, those doctors are incentivized to basically, you know, they were giving out so much money to do that. You know, yeah. and and, giving
1: away, giving away, you know, vacations to their sales reps and bonuses and automobiles exactly. and making it a competition and and uh mm-hmm. oh, brutal. Okay, well, look very very much looking forward to part 2 of this. I want to see if there's justice for this for this nice couple. Um and I want to hear more from uh the Leo DiCaprio body double. That guy's fucking crazy and I love him. And I want to hear more from him. And um, I hope I do. So okay. uh well done on episode, on part one of this. Oh and oh we didn't even talk about about, about uh Puy Bono, which is a great state great, great saying and great title. And I love the the cold open of the show also. It was fun to edit. Um So uh, thank you for listening, Murder Chronicles Nation. Uh, Part two is coming next week. Please don't miss it. Um, As always, please consider supporting the great companies that support our show. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Carolyn, another wonderful episode, thank you. Anything you'd like to add?
0: No, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Brandon Morgan, for your amazing, wonderful work. We don't deserve you, and yet you grace us with, with your presence every week. And I don't know what we would do without you.
1: Shrivel up and die, I guess.
0: (laughs) I think that's what you're doing right now.
1: Uh, No, I can take it. You're speaking the truth, sister. Lay it on me. Come on. (laughs) Okay. God, I got to go do something. All right. Uh, Thank you again. Until next week, everyone stay safe out there. Murder Chronicles Nation. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. The Murder Chronicles is a Pie in the Sky production recorded live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are produced by Brandon Morgan and myself, music by Soundstripe. For Pie in the Sky Media, I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Thanks for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old.